0: To meet God. الله الله the hadith says, whoever loves to meet God, God will love to meet them. And there are many hadith said, one of the sahaba said, Mata Sa'ya Rasulullah, when is the last hour, O Messenger of God? And he said, he, after a little while he waited. And then he asked, you know, what did you prepare for the last hour? And he said, Uh, I didn't do a lot of prayer and fasting Except I love God and His Messenger And the Prophet said A man is with the one he loves He said I didn't do a lot of fasting and prayer But I love God and I love His Messenger The Prophet said A man, a person is with the one they love In other words you're going to be with God and His Messenger If you really love God and His Messenger Anna said we did not have more joy in hearing those words uh, than anything else since the day we became Muslim. That made them so happy to hear that love. And that's why mahabba is a big maqam. fi ظل Where are those who love me for the sake of God? For this, my sake, for God's sake. Where are those who love me for God's sake, for my sake? I will shade them today. That's what their love did. It gives them the shade when there's no shade except my shade. This is what Allah says in Hadith Qudsi. Say, if you love God, then follow me. As a sign of your love, follow me. Love of the Prophet is from love of God. And it's a sign also that love is obedience. And, and that's why Kamal al mahabbah is obedience. Nu'iman was somebody who, according to the hadith, used to get punished for drinking. And they used to call him the donkey, asid Laqab. He was like a court jester. He, he joked a lot. He made the Prophet laugh. But he used to, to, uh, to get had punishment. And one of the Sahaba, after more than once coming, he said, La'anhu Allah, may God curse him. And the Prophet said, anhu. Don't curse him because, Wallahi, I don't know anything from him except that he loves God and he loves his messenger. Ibn Hajr said about that hadith that this is the most hopeful hadith of the people of major sins. Because what it means is that the major sin does not negate the love of Allah and his messenger, but the love is lacking. Because the more perfect the love is, the more obedience there is in the in the love. Like my four-year-old said to his mother the other day, "I love you and I obey you." <laughs> so obedience is from mahabbah. I said, to her, "Where did he get that from?" I don't know. What the Arabs call a nasib al buka al al weeping over the remnants of where his beloved used to go. They're real. People have that. And that's love the Sahaba had for the Prophet. Bilal couldn't even live in the city. He went to Sham to live in Syria. One time he came back, this was after 20 years, they convinced him to give the Adhan. He didn't want to give the Adhan. He couldn't give the Adhan in the mosque of the Prophet. It was so overwhelming for him because he would called the Prophet to pray. So he gave the Adhan, and, and people came flooding out of their houses in tears, thinking the Prophet ﷺ was going to come and lead them in prayer. Because that, even after 20 years, that's how connected their hearts were to the Prophet ﷺ. That's love. That's, that was the state of these people. It was a state of mahabbah, And that's why the love of the Prophet is, you cannot love Allah without loving what Allah loves. You, you don't love the beloved without loving what the beloved loves. When Abu, Ayy- Abu Ayyub al Ansari, When the Prophet came to Medina and he, he said to let the, the camel go, and then it he said, Viinnah Dauha When it when it uh, came and then ascended at the point, alighted at the place where the masjid is now, Abu Ayyub took the bags of the Prophet. And because everybody wanted the Prophet, but Abu Ayyub took the bags. And the Prophet said, A man is with his luggage. He was so diplomatic, he didn't want to offend anybody. And so he went into the house, and Abu Ayyub put him on the, the bottom floor because he wanted to uh, to honor him. It's easier to be on the bottom floor than on the top floor. You have to walk up the stairs. You can't go out as easy. He wanted him, so he and his wife went up. He couldn't, he, he, he became so constricted because he was, I don't want to put my foot where the head. (laughs) You know, where the head of the messenger of Allah, this is adab. People don't have this this understanding anymore. You know, this loss of adab in our age. Just of human refinement, you know, and and these were people, these weren't, this was not a center of civilization. But the one who came to civilize people, really make them medaniyun. You know that's what Medina means. It means a city, the place of civility. You know that civis in Latin it means city, and civility is behaving like with manners. That's what he came to give people. I was sent to perfect noble character in people. These, These qualities of nobility. And so just his presence, that it had this transformative effect on these people. Ayubar, I'm Ansari couldn't walk. So he went and he asked the prophet, please, we can't stay above you. And so the prophet changed places with him. And then he would bring the food up. And when the food would come down, he told his wife, show me where the messenger's fingers ate from. And then he would eat from that place. This is tatab'u al-athar, following the traces. And then one time he took some food up that had garlic. And then when they brought it down, Abu Ayyub asked his wife, where did he eat from? She said he didn't take anything from it. Abu Ayyub said, faz'atu, I became completely, uh, you know, faza' is like to be in a state of, of shock. And he ran upstairs and he said, Ya Rasulullah, was there something haram in it? (laughs) He said, no, he said, it's just garlic. I don't like garlic. I don't eat garlic because I speak to angels. And angels don't like bad scents. Angels like high scents. But his state, when he saw it, did I do something? I mean, that is adab. Because it's muhabba, it's from love. He, He had so much love. When years later, when hard times fell upon Abu Ayyub ansari he went to one of the, the, the Caliph at the time and he asked him for help. And he, he said that the Prophet ﷺ said a time will come when people won't help. And the Caliph said, what did the Prophet say to do in that time? He said, be patient. He said, well, then be patient. He needed help and he left. He went to Ibn Abbas in Iraq. And he went into his house and he said, wallahi. And this is years after he said, I'll do today what you did on that day. He emptied his house, he gave it to, and then he gave him a big gift. Oh, Ibn Abbas is very wealthy. He gave him a big gift of money and treated in the same way as, as that's love. You love the one who loves the beloved. You love the one who loves the beloved. Uh, Jibreel in a Sahih hadith said, If Allah loves somebody, he calls Jibreel and He says, I love so and so, so love Him also, because I love him. And then Jibreel, yaquru, inna Allah, yuhibbu fulanan, fahibbu. Allah loves so and so, so love him. People of the heavens they love. Everything loves the Messenger of Allah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, there's nothing. There's nothing between the heavens and the earth except it knows I'm the Messenger of Allah. Nothing. Except the disobedient from jinn and ins. And that's why there and that is al Many Imam Al Bayhaqi says that it has uh, وقطع, that don't doubt that narration. If you look at the love that things had for the Messenger of Allah, Jamadat, the inanimate things love the Prophet. وسلم, he said about Uhud, inna جَبَرُون Uhud is a mountain. We love, the, the mountain loves us and we love it because nothing loves the messenger except that he reciprocates because that's part of a true uh, person. If somebody loves them, they reciprocate the love. The Uhud loved the Prophet When the Prophet visited Uhud once with Abu Bakr and Omar and Uthman, it said, They said that the mountain actually shook and they say because it was so happy the Prophet came. And for those of you who visited the cave and smelt where the Prophet bled inside the cave, that's been there for 1400 years. People have been describing that smell in there. That's just from his blood. I mean, imagine what just being in his presence. Allah is him. The mountain loved the messenger of Allah, and he, he used to see the mountain and he would, when he would come to Medina, he'd say, I love Uhud, Uhud loves me and I love Uhud. Even the ancient Chinese Confucius said, mountains love sages and sages love mountains. Is this an ancient truth? This is a connection of mountains. And that's why great humans are called mountains. The Arabs say, Hada min What do mountains do? They support the earth. They hold the earth in place. And that's what great people do. They, they hold the earth in place. They keep order. And that, that's why there's a relationship between mountains and between, uh, first and foremost, the prophets, but then also those in the past of the prophet, the sages, the awliya, the hukamah, the ulama. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه the rocks, he picked up rocks once and he opened them, and Abu Bakr and Omar heard them saying, Subhanallah, in his hand. They heard them saying, Subhanallah. And the Quran Quran says, There is nothing except that it says, Tasbih. But Allah says, وَرَكِنَكُمْ لَا تَفْقَهُنَ tasbiha." You know, except you don't understand the tasbih, But everything is saying, subhanallah. Everything. If, you, if things were unveiled for people, they would hear that. So even the stones, the Wad al aqiq which is here. Jumdan, the mountain of Jumdan. They, they love the Prophet wasallam. And then also the, the vegetable world, love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Hanin al jada the trunk of the palm tree. It's mutawatir hadith, you can't deny it. If you deny it, it's like denying the Quran. So many people narrate it, it's, it's not myth. I mean, some of these hadiths, if you deny them and they're sound, it's not a good idea, but you're not considered out of Islam. But certain hadiths that are mutawatir, it's like denying the Qur'an. That's a mutawatir hadith. They heard the, the, the nakhala, it moan. Uh, uh, uh. They heard it and the Prophet went up and put his arm and patted it and they heard the moaning go down. The mimbar of the Prophet, they saw it shake when the Prophet once was reciting the Qur'an. The animals loved him. Many examples of that in the hadith. The camel what, who the Ansar went and they said, Ya Rasul, they have a camel. They thought it, it was like a dog with rabies. It was so crazy. The Prophet said, take me to it. And he went to the animal. This mutawatir. Uh, you know, these hadiths are very strong hadiths. Related by many, many of the Sahaba and also by many Turuq. The camel, when they went in, it was in a caged dog. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, we're, we're afraid for you, don't go in. And he said, if there's no harm, will come to me. And he went in, and when the camel saw the Prophet, it started drawing near to him. And then it went into Sajda. And that's when the Prophet said, there's nothing in the heavens and the earth and what's between it, except it knows I'm the messenger of Allah. And they said, even a camel... And he said, Ya Rasulullah, we should make sajda to you. If a camel's making sajda, he said, No. The only a man. And he said, if, then I would say the woman for the husband for the right. And that that's not a general statement. That's about a husband who is honoring his wife. And taking care of her and nurturing her in her house, enabling her to live without free of concern of worldly matters. That's the whole point of that hadith. It's not about a man towards a woman, period. No. It's about men that are doing their job as husbands, taking care of their wives, because it's such an immense house. And that sajda is just a way of honoring. It's a way of honoring. Like in Japanese culture, when the husband comes home from work, the, the Japanese woman bows before the husband. Honoring. That's, that's what that means. It's not about anything other than that. It's honoring the one who is providing for you. You're seeing a law through the means. It's not a man for a woman. No, many men are not fulfilling their rights towards their women. But when they do fulfill that right, the woman should honor that in the husband because he's the one going out into the world struggling to secure her home and to facilitate for her uh, that lack of fear of provision so that she can raise her children, take care of her children. And then vice versa, the husband honors the wife. It's 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 a mutual thing. So, and then also even the lamb that was poisoned Informed the Prophet, وسلم, even the dead lamb would not allow the Prophet وسلم, to be eaten. There was a lamb that was doubtful, the meat was doubtful, it warned the Prophet, وسلم, don't eat from me. And then look at the love of these humans for him. The Sahaba, even the Mushirikun said, We've never seen, even the way the kings of, of, of Persia and the Byzantine, we didn't see their people treating them with the same respect that the companions treated the Prophet. And so this idea of not having ta'zim for the Prophet is alien to our tradition. This is at the root of our tradition, ta'zim for the Messenger of Allah, exalting his stature, honoring his position. And that's out of love. You have to love the Prophet. He said once Omar said to him, Wallahi Ya Rasulullah, innika la ahabbu. Uh, I love you more than everything except myself. And the Prophet said, لا والله يا No, by Allah, Omar. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى Nobody truly believes in it until I'm more beloved to him than his own soul between his two sides. And Omar said, الان يا رسول الله والله انك لا احب الي من نفسي التي بين جنبي والله now you're more beloved to me than my own soul between me said al يَا ya Umar. it's in sahih al-Bukhar. al-an the prophet said la ahadukum حَتَّى akuna أَحَبَّ إِلَيْهِ min وَوَرِدِهِ None of you truly believes until I am more beloved to him than his father, his parents, his father and mother, his children. And in a riway, his wealth, his property, his family. And all of humanity. And the Prophet is not saying that. That's from God, that the Prophet is commanded to say that. I am the master of the children of Adam. And there's no no boasting here. I'm not boasting. The Prophet didn't boast. So this, this is what Allah is telling us and, and asking us, no less than this. On one hand, it seems like a tall order. On the other hand, if you really understand it and if you really contemplate it, it's the least that we can do. Wallahi. It's the least that we can do. If you really contemplated it, it's the least that you can And this ummah now... What we're doing as an ummah, as a community, how we've betrayed this messenger, salallahu alayhi wa wallahi, look at this ummah, what we've done. And then people wonder why is, why is what's happening, happening. It doesn't surprise me. I'm not surprised at all. I'm amazed that there's still so much rahmah. That's what amazes me. I'm amazed we're not wiped off the face of the earth. That, that's how I see it. I don't see it as, you know, oh, we're... I see it, it's all mercy. There's so much mercy in this ummah. If you look at the open sins of this community,